And a very good morning on a Sunday behind the scenes interview time here on Worcester Radio. Ron Hamilton, your host, our guest in studio from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County, Melinda Hill, here over 104.5 WQKT, AM 960 WKVX, and online streaming at WQKT.com. Melinda, before we delve into today's topic, as always, uh, thank you for joining us on the phone this morning. Uh, Always happy to have you with us. Thanks, Ron. It's really great to be here. Well, we are less than three months away now from Christmas, and um, never a bad time to talk about finances, and especially in, in the year of COVID-19 and, and how so many people's finances have been affected in a, in a negative way. So um, Christmas may look a lot different this year for some people, and we're going to talk about uh, ways that uh, if you haven't started planning for Christmas now, um, ways to do that and and whether it's for the holidays or whether any other time of the year just uh, some ways uh, to help people financially uh, here as we uh, kind of get toward that holiday season it's never too early to begin talking about that and we'll try and hit some of those points as we continue but I think it was really interesting to me that a co-worker shared some of um, some data some details from the Census Bureau that uh, the percent of increase of online shopping. So take a guess, if you could, how much increase online shopping um, from 2019, from this time last year to this year. I I would say 150%. <laughs> well, not quite that much, but it did increase by almost half again. So 45%, according to the Census Bureau. And it was interesting to me that, you know, we're saving money on gas because we're probably not traveling as much, at least during that first quarter. And there were, many people were not going out to buy new vehicles or buy a lot on, actually, they said we spent less on clothing and shoes and some of those kind of things. But we did increase in what they were calling recreational goods. So on video equipment and audio stuff and sporting equipment and home exercise equipment and guns and motorcycles and boats and tools and home repairs and outdoor furniture. So we didn't stop spending our money, but because we were spending more time at home, we were looking for ways to be able to either improve some of those home projects that um, had been on the list that we hadn't gotten to. I don't know. Did you accomplish any of those this spring? Oh, I sure did. You're, you're going to be home. You might as well do some work and, and get some things done. Absolutely. And um, it's interesting because most of the people that I've talked to were like, yeah, I got uh, this room painted or I was able to do this. So 
we we found ways to be able to improve um, or take advantage of that with our home as well. I heard someone say, yeah, I'm buying things because it just makes me feel good. And then I set it in a corner and I've got boxes of stuff because, yeah, that's just kind of, I, I don't really want it and or need it. I just thought it was fun in the purchase. So please be aware that if uh, that's the emotion that is driving our, our, our purchasing choices, that we really need to take a look and say, what is my long-term goal? Why am I really looking at um, these items and expecting them to fill a need and or void? Um, first of all, if you can, make sure that if you're not going to use the products, return them. And maybe have an accountability partner, talk with others about what your long-term financial goals are. And before you push the button to say, purchase what's in my cart, ask yourself, is this really helping me get to the goals that I want? Now, that being said, there was a financial planner on a webinar not too long ago that I was sharing, participating in. And he talked about eight essential steps. All right, so I'd just like to run through these kind of quickly, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about preparing for the holidays. But the first one is to know what you owe. In other words, have a record-keeping system, whether you do it online or whether you do it with a, a ledger, a notebook, a calendar. I have, those, I have calendars available at work if you'd like to set up a, a structured system that says, okay, these are the day these bills are due and I want to make sure that I pay them on time because our credit score is so incredibly important, not just for making purchases, but for being able to get good rates on our insurance. And many times if I'm changing employers, they will check our credit score. Could be even if I am... Um, obviously purchasing a home or moving to a new place. Our credit score becomes an essential piece of like our financial character and what we are, what we count as important. But when we talk about what we owe, our overall debt, the guidance that they give us should be no more than 15 to 20% of our net income. So I'm sure our listeners are aware, but just to remind us, our gross income is what we get before taxes. So our net income is after all those deductions are taken place. So if you take your net income, whether it's, uh, let, let's deal with a month. So if you get paid every week, you multiply that by four. If you get paid twice a, a month, then multiply that by two. And you come up with your net income. Multiply that by 0.15. And that gives you a number as to what your overall debt should be. Now, this would include our car payments, our credit card payments, our, you know, if there's any medical outstanding bills, just those things that we've borrowed money for to be able to live. This does not 
include our mortgage. Our mortgage um, or our rent should be the guidance, I think, in general is between 30 and 35% of our income. So as you are, are thinking and looking at what my financial picture looks like, this is the first big piece that I have to know what I owe. And then, obviously, if it's above that percent, I want to work on getting that down because that can really restrict what I'm able to do with the rest of my money. Huh. Live within our means is the second thing that he said. And so right now, yeah, if I'm bored or if I just think that buying online are things uh, is an activity, well, it is, but it's going to have consequences that I may not fully um, appreciate at the moment. So look for other activities that don't involve buying things to be able to to do. We mentioned earlier, just um, have the opportunity to get outside. Work with or talk with friends and neighbors and uh, in the community? Are there volunteer opportunities? Are there things that I can just get out and walk? Um, enjoy the outside as well. We've talked in the past, Ron, about spending less than we earn. Ideally, we would love to see at least 10% of every paycheck go into a savings account. Um, I won't get into the difference today, but there there is a vast difference between a savings account and an emergency account. And if you don't have both of those, give me a call. I'd love to have that conversation and talk through some of the, the strategies to be able to set those up. When we talk about our debt, one of those things was, you know, I'm borrowing against tomorrow's money. When I have debt or when I use a credit card, I need to be aware of what the interest rate and the extra fees may be, but I only want to borrow what I can afford to pay back. If I am using one credit card to pay another credit card's bill, then I'm not getting ahead, and the interest rates can really get um, steep and or challenging. So those are rec- or warning signs of I really need to get my budget in order. Now, all of these, I realize, are maybe these are principles that I've tried to live by, and during COVID, because of decreased hours or because of lack of income, things are just in a, in a real challenge. So... Um, Make sure that we can check our credit reports. Right now, they're free through all three credit bureaus. Annualcreditreport.com is one way to be able to do that, but Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax are the three credit bureaus that you can reach out and make sure that everything on your report is truly yours, that there's, um, unfortunately, lots of financial or identity theft, and we want to make sure that that doesn't happen to us. Coming up in October and November, we have at the Extension Office a couple of classes. One is called Money 101, which is just basic financial strategies to help us 
um, understand where our money goes and why we spend what we do and how to get control or improve our control over our finances. Then in November, I'll be doing a series of classes on steps to home ownership. So if right now the interest rates are very low and it's a prime time if we can find the home that we want to be able to uh, maybe even look at is home ownership something that might be ready or that I might be interested in. But overall, when we think about getting ready for the upcoming holidays, We'll talk more about this in, in future programs, Ron, but I do have some checklists and some planning guides that I would be happy to share with our listeners if they're ready to get started on that. But I can take my information, take how many paychecks you're going to have from now until your holiday event, your Christmas celebration or other celebration and divide that out as to how much extra do I have every week or every month. And that, in essence, becomes my budget for the holidays. And then I begin to prioritize and take advantage, maybe, of some of the special sales that may be happening between now and then. Well, Melinda, some wonderful advice, and people always can use some financial tips, uh, whether it's leading up to Christmas or whether it's post-Christmas or around tax time, So, um, especially as we mentioned this time of year when things are different. So thank you so much for joining us here today. As always, as we wrap things up, for folks who maybe caught a little bit of our interview this morning, uh, heard bits and pieces but want to find out more, how can they get in contact with you? Thank you, Ron. We're available at uh, 428 West Liberty Street. You can give us a call at 330-264-8722. Or if you have a specific question, I'm happy to try and work with you. You can email me at hill.14 at osu.edu. We do have a program at the office called Master Money Mentors. It's a small program, but it's a group of volunteers that work one-on-one with individuals that might like to improve their money management practices. Give me a call. I'd love to talk uh, that through with you if that sounds like something that could be helpful. Melinda Hill again, our guest in studio today from the OSU Extension Office in Wayne County, uh, talking finances. Melinda, again, thanks so much for joining us here today on Behind the Scenes. Thank you, Ron. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a great day, everyone. Hope you'll stay tuned. More to come. We'll check in with your five-day forecast up next.